Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Coach the Coach Radio. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Ambassador Program, the no-cost business development strategy for coaches who want to spend more time serving local business clients and less time selling them. Go to brxambassador.com to learn more. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Coach to Coach Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today on the show, we have Jerry Howard, and he's with E4 Leadership and Business Coaching. Welcome, Jerry. Thanks, Lee. It's my pleasure to be here. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about E4. How are you serving folks? So E4, Leadership and Business Coaching, is actually based on the chapter, the Ephesians 4 in the Bible. And what we do is really discover the truth about you. And you can find that in the Bible, but you can also find it by working with us. So uh, what's your backstory? How did you kind of combine the biblical thinking into your practice? Good question. And I'm happy to share the um, biblical process for me. My faith walk started a little over 10 years ago. I gave my life to the Lord and he really put it on my heart that My career would be one of coaching, speaking, training, being in front of folks, inspiring them. But, but, you know, I had a, a a kind of a living mentor at the time. Uh, I subscribed to a lot of um, email videos and uh, CDs at the time. Yeah. We were really using CDs back then uh, by John Maxwell. And what I love about what he did with his career is he decided not to be a motivational speaker, but to actually leave leaders equipped with a thing that they could actually implement. So sometimes we get all motivated, but personally, man, I believe motivation is fake. I think it wears off. Discipline is really what gets us across the finish line. And anybody that succeeded at anything will tell you that if you don't have discipline, that first challenge that comes up, you get demotivated, you're probably going to quit. And so I wanted to be very similar to that. And Ephesians 4 really talks about individual giftings, uh, how we can impact the world in the special way that we were created to do that. So I love helping people realize the truth about them. Now, when was kind of the first clue that when you were along this path and thinking this way, that this was getting traction and people were resonating with the concept and the idea? Good question. Well, the excitement came probably from me initially just telling people about what I was doing. Um, but when I, when I tapped into a company called giant worldwide and another one of your guests have also used these tools, uh, I really found a way to spend more time equipping leaders and less time developing the curriculum with which to equip them. And so it's actually the tools that I use that really give people that excitement and that energy because they're, so transformational, but so simple. And that, quite frankly, I've got a number of clients that are in the construction industry. And if you know anything about construction, you know that if the foreman, the guy that's on the ground pouring the concrete, he probably doesn't have much more than a high school education, but he's excellent in making sure the concrete goes where it's supposed to go. But if he's ever going to move up, he's going to have to learn how to multiply himself and you can't multiply yourself unless you're healthy. And so when I start talking to people about how we raise up leaders without having to go get an MBA or any kind of high level training, 
they really get excited. So I would have to say that it's more about the tools that we use and the process that we take people through, less about the actual concept of Ephesians 4 or E4. Now, are the folks that you serve, are they primarily maybe not the traditional leader, but the people like you were describing, that kind of blue collar, the working person who is out there grinding, and maybe they initially saw themselves as, I'm just a cog in the machine, or I got to work, or whatever, and they're not really seeing themselves through the lens of, I am a leader, I can be a leader, and then you're giving them the tools to kind of see a bigger picture? Good, good, good point. And I should have started with that because it's actually usually the business owner or the executive who hires me to help the team raise up other leaders. And most often I start by doing a one-to-one coaching relationship with that leader. So these tools and what E4 does is we help people at all levels of leadership. Even if you just want to get uh, more influential in your, in your community or in your church or even, of course, at work we can help you achieve that goal. But my relationship with most of these companies always starts at the top. And I work with their executive teams and team coaching or group coaching. But the great thing about the tools that we use and what E4 does is it trickles down. I have a a number of friends in executive level leadership in the healthcare industry. Um, Before I got into construction and even coaching, years ago, I used to run small hospitals. And that's the thing. As an administrator, as the executive, I got tons of great training, but I wasn't equipped to teach the nurse or the certified nurses aid how to use those tools that I was using, that I was learning. And so that's the reason why we're so unique is because we can work with both the executive and they're again, usually the one that's cutting the check or or saying, yes, they're the decision maker, but then they're always excited about us helping trickle down that leadership training so we can implement a language of leadership that everybody understands. Now, is that kind of your best fit client is the person that is a leader of an organization, but also has kind of that same belief uh, that you do of that you we should try to make everybody a leader or help everybody go on to some path of leadership? Uh, That is that really is that, you know, of course, one to one coaching is something that we do, but I love equipping downline leaders as well. And if you think about leadership, if you haven't led yourself. And if you don't know yourself to lead yourself, then your personal life's probably going to be in pretty tough shape as well. And so even even the the, the foreman pouring the concrete, if he if he doesn't know how to lead himself effectively in his personal finances, because he doesn't know what his tendencies are, he doesn't understand himself, he hasn't had any of this teaching before, then that's going to affect the company at at a on a large scale especially if he comes to work, has a bad attitude, makes everybody quit or something like that, we can actually equip him with the tools to be not only 100% healthy himself, but also to multiply themselves. And we usually start with the executive, but anybody that has a team or a leadership team or folks that they want to be able to raise up without spending 100 grand going to MBA school, that's who we can work with. And I would imagine in today's world where, um, you know, we're in the midst of this, quote unquote, great resignation, where acquiring talent and and kind of um, nurturing your talent is so much more important than maybe it has been. Maybe it's been taken for granted for a while. And now it's kind of that that bill's coming due Um, that this type of um, philosophy or this type of culture that you create when you're really investing in your entire team's leadership 
is going to pay off because people aren't going to job jump to a new job, you know, for 50 cents more an hour. They're going to because they want to be part of this because they see they're getting a lot of value out of the organization. Oh, that's exactly right. And that's really where my initial um, conversations began because of my background in both construct. We own a couple of small construction companies. That's how I got into that arena. Um, but I had a background in healthcare management or leadership. And some of the first conversations I had were around equipping certified nurses, aides and nurses with an understanding of themselves. Because if you've been in the healthcare industry, you know that even at the executive level, sometimes the turnover rate can be 18 months. And this is a high level paid position. At the lowest levels, it can be three months, six months, but the post COVID arena, it is far worse than that. I mean, we, there, there are nurses that are literally driving from Richmond, Virginia, where I'm based, all the way up to New York, because of course they get paid a lot more. So how are you going to equip these people to uh, to stick around when they when their lifestyle went from, you know, maybe they made $400 a week to now they make $900 a week, either driving somewhere or to stay home? How are you going to implement or influence them in a way that's going to make them want to come to work every day and give that up, basically? You know, of course, you can raise pay, but you can't do it with so much. You really got to start pouring in them and, and being that place that that invests, like you said, into into their own personal development. And if you look at statistics, uh, the millennial generation, even Gen Z, that's what they're really looking for. They want to they want you to tap into what they're good at. And so when we talk about E4 leadership and business coaching, our tagline is the truth about you. That's exactly what we're hoping to discover. Now, what is the typical pain point that your clients are coming to you for? Are they looking at like some of the symptoms that they're having, that there's a problem that like turnover super high or it's getting worse and it's getting out of hand that I can't just tolerate it anymore? Or is it like, hey, revenue's down? Like, like what is typically the point of entry you come into? What problem do you initially kind of solve for folks? Good question. In fact, the primary driver for people speaking to me is that turnover piece. And if you think of the five um, kind of drivers for business, you've got communication, relationships, alignment, execution, and capacity. The, re the recruitment and retention really comes in the alignment category. Uh, so once I get in there, I can help the leader understand that your problem probably isn't alignment. You might've had some great people or not so great people in those positions, but if we focus on communication first, then we can build relationships around trust. And that's when we really get an authentic look at, hey, is that alignment good or bad? But so many companies just jump right into, you know, switching people out or, or maybe that person quits because they, you know, they just don't feel valued or appreciated. And so now we're tr constantly trying to work on alignment. And then hopefully we get the execution and trying to increase capacity. But Again, you can see how capacity and execution are the drivers for revenue, but they're they're fourth and fifth. So we help people work on communication so that we can really see if this relationship is built on trust. And then from there, the alignment, execution and capacity usually fall into place pretty quickly. Now, um, can you walk me through like what is the the beginning look like? What does it look like when you onboard or have these initial conversations? What are some of the questions you're asking and what are some of the questions your prospective client is asking? Usually I start with this a conversation about, Hey, have you ever heard of the five leadership voices? 
And this is just one of the 60 some tools that we use to help people really, you know what it does? It presents a mirror for everyone to look at without me telling somebody that there's broccoli in their teeth. I use a tool to hold up a mirror in front of them and they can see that there's broccoli in their teeth, but none of their, none of their, you know, subordinates are going to tell them that because nobody wants to tell the boss that they're wrong. And so the first conversation I start having is, Hey, have you ever heard of the five leadership voices? And it's not too unlike Myers-Briggs or, you know, DISC or Enneagram. It's a whole lot easier to understand, but pictures and videos is how we teach and so starting from there, it's a 12 to you know 15 minute max assessment they take, you know, because most people are interested. Most people in leadership are interested in doing that, especially if it only takes them 10 minutes. Uh, and then from there, we just begin that conversation with, hey, well, hey, what is what is this connector thing? You know, what is this? What, why does it say creative? What does that mean? And, and there's tons of videos and free content that they can watch and look at. But it but it always leads back to me having a conversation with, hey, what interests you about this? And then from there, I simply ask, hey, what about your team? Any thoughts on what kind of voices they have? And that opens up that conversation about communication and relationships. And then, of course, we can get to the pain point of, well, how many times has that position turned over? Who do you, who do you, what voice do you think you had in that role? And of course, we're, you know, we're not solving problems right away, but what we do is create an opportunity for a dialogue to see if it's a good fit. And then we have tons of assessments that really, the assessment, the best thing about it is it takes a qualitative, you know, goal and put it in a quantitative uh, measurement system. So if, if communication should be at 80 and it's at 50, we can measure that, you know, and so I can show them all these tools and usually people get pretty excited about that. But at the end of the day, it's all leads back to, hey, is the ROI going to be worth it? And we, we help them realize that as well. Now, can you share a story uh, that maybe kind of paints the picture of what your practice looks like in terms of, tell us, um, obviously don't name the name, but maybe share the problem they came to you with and then talk about maybe how you helped them work through it and then where they ended up and how you helped them get to a new level? Absolutely. Yeah. One of my favorites is a, uh, they're a machining company. Uh, so if you've ever, so I served about, uh, was five years in the Marine Corps. And I wasn't in artillery, but part of the Marine Corps is an artillery division, and they have really, really big guns. Well, on the back of that big gun, there is a, a door that opens and closes where you put the really big bullet in, right? So they, they, they actually machine that big door that goes on the back of it. That's just one example of a federal contract they have. So they're really very um, large company, but very specialized. And the individuals that, that operate within this company are great at machining, but all the way up to the executive level, including the president, they don't have college degrees. They don't have leadership and management training. And so I found out about this company and their need through a, a uh, fractional HR person, just someone that I had connected with a number of years ago. I actually brought her into my construction companies to help me. And so not too long ago, I mentioned to her what I've been doing. And so we started with what's called a five voices boot camp. So I had the, the leadership team there just take that quick assessment. You know, of course, she endorsed me a little bit. So it was nice to know somebody on the inside. But once they got the voice or the boot camp, they have access to our system for up to 30 days, full access for up to 30 days um, without paying a dime, without note, without any subscription fee or coaching fee or any of that. And it's just a way for them to kind of bounce around, see what they're like, what they like. 
And at the end of the Five Voices boot camp that they brought me in to do, that's when we start talking about, hey, what kinds of needs do you have? And that's when they really laid it out. They said, you know, we've got these great machinists. They're great machinists. But we, we, we have, to ha- have to have succession planning in place because a lot of us upper level leaders, the owner, the owners of the company actually uh, got out of the operation a number of years ago. But the, the president was resigning, not resigning, like retiring, I should say. Uh, you know, it was years away, two or three years down the road. But again, they're seeing the gaps there because if you're a great machinist, that doesn't mean you're a great leader or a great manager. But with the right tools and the right understanding, you don't have to be great. The tools do the heavy lifting. So what they did was they brought me in to work with the uh, with the leadership team there. Again, all, all directors and uh, chief operating officer, but no college degrees. And this is a... Um, I think they do about 80 or 90 million a year. So it's not a you know, terribly small company, lower middle market. Um, so I began working with them and we of course did the five voices boot camp. They have some questions about their voice. We worked through that. Then after that, we, we did a team assessment and the team assessment, and this is actually very common, but the team assessment shed, showed that they were high in execution, high in, um, in alignment but, but low in relationships and lower, even lower in communication. And so, of course, we start right in with the communication workshops. Really what I'm doing in the communication workshops is I'm teaching them how as a group to work through their differences and challenges based on whatever tool that's most relevant. Uh, so one of, the, one of the techniques we talk about is calling someone up instead of calling someone out. And of course, we started with, hey, what does it feel like? to be called out. And of course, we've all been in that situation. So we go through that. And then we started looking at, hey, how do we call people up? So now the team has a tool and an understanding of how they can communicate not only with each other, but also with their with their floor workers and their frontline people. The next uh, level of coaching is a group training coaching, very similar to the group. Um, but this is where they do a little bit of homework on their own, about 30 minutes um, uh, every two weeks, we meet for that one. So every 30 minutes, so just 30 minutes of work, they learn how to use a tool and then they start executing it either with their accountability partner at work or with their uh, someone in their family. And so not, not only that, not only are they, they learning how to use the tools in a group, but they're learning how to use it on their own. And already we're seeing dialogue. We're seeing, you know, you get that email where it feels like somebody just hits you with a train, uh, you know, uh, but they, they copied everybody. You know, that kind of nonsense was going on immediately disappeared because, you know, the one person didn't mean to do it, but the other person, he received it in a a negative way. So we're getting all that stuff. So digging all that out and already we're seeing those assessment levels coming up in both communication and relationships. You know, we still have some ways to go, but that's just an example of how we come in and just a six month period of time, we can make a, a strong impact. Yeah, I think it's so important to invest in, a, especially in a in a growing entity like you described, in your people and invest in their training and their upskill them. Because I'll never forget, I did an interview many many years ago with somebody from HR, and then one of the things that their boss said to them, and this stuck with me, they said, "What if we train our people and they leave?" You know, we're investing all this and they leave. And then the guy goes, well, what if we train them and, or we don't train them and they stay, you know? 
So um, I think it's better to err on the side of sharing this wisdom and knowledge and leadership skills and then just be great and create a culture that makes them want to stay. And you're going to get better people if, if that's part of your culture, this kind of learning and, and upskilling, you're going to get, you're going to attract better people and the people you have are going to stay longer and they're going to want to do work because you're tying it to a mission and you're a culture that's saying we're all lifelong learners. We're here to help everybody get better. Absolutely. And I, I think one of the things that we're all looking for, and this is really the core of what kind of drove me into using the giant system, particularly for my coaching business, because I was coaching before that uh, a lot more back office work, developing, you know, business plans and curriculums and succession. Um, but it really is the tools allow us to teach people how to create an environment of emotional safety. And I remember being an executive. I, I mean, the buck stopped with me in these hospitals. I was signing all the, the invoices and, you know, had to account for the finances and everything. So, but I remember being in board in, in meetings with my entire team and there were times, many times, quite frankly, where I just knew that there were certain things that needed to be said, but I, there's no way I could say it because I knew at least half the room would, would, would be frustrated and of course, potentially quit. So when, when I got into construction, I always sought to create an environment where people wanted to be, you know, we, you know, a lot of people would say they, that they wouldn't work if they didn't have to. Well, it, okay, if that's the case, then let's at least create this a place that if you had to work, you'd want to work here. And that's really what we do when we just, when we help people discover the truth about them. They they bring true authenticity to work. Now, if somebody's out there that's listening that wants to have a conversation with you or somebody on your team, uh, what's the website to get a hold of you or to learn more? Great. Yeah. The, the best way to reach me is, is through the website there. The website address is just Ephesians, like in the Bible, the number four, the letter U.com. So it should read Ephesians for you.com. There's just the, the standard submission thing, but that comes right to my personal email. Uh, and of course, I'll reach out from there and, and we can have a conversation. But yeah, I'd love to talk to anybody. Uh, I do offer a you know 45 minute free coaching session where the individual will walk away with an understanding of not only what their their pain point is, but also perhaps what the ROI is on on fixing that. And it really brings clarity to most people that might have you know a confused or, or, or cluttered mind about, hey, you know, I just can't put my finger on this. Can we walk through it? Well, that, it only takes about 40, 45 minutes and it's, and it's absolutely free. Well, Jerry, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work. We appreciate you. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Lee, it, it, you guys have been very gracious and uh, coach the coach radio X is definitely the place to be. Well, thank you. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on coach the coach radio. Yeah.